Welcome back to Wet Bigotti, a show of random conversations by people with bigotti. Sometimes educational, surprisingly insightful, but mostly random and tangential. Today, with this pandemic and everybody's being cooped up in their homes, it's best to go through a person who has experienced this but without the pandemic being in a place of uncertainty. And with that, our topic for the day is working abroad. Eric, can you introduce our guest? Okay, so our guest is someone who belongs in the different course, different career club. Yay! A graduate of computer science from our beloved and oft underfunded alma mater. He's known to our friend group as the master of rhythm games. To the point we call him an alien for his out-of-this-world reflexes and timing. Our longtime friend, sometimes lover, Bruce. Bruce, welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, the heck was with the rhythm game thing? For our listeners who don't know, there was this game in the early 2000s called O2 Jam. And us being who we are, and in our course and stuff like that, we kind of played that around with that. It's basically kind of like piano tiles, where you have seven keys, ASD, JKL, space, if yep. I recall correctly. That's correct. Yes, and then these colors will come down from the top, and then you have to hit the corresponding key at the right time. So Bruce is someone who has like played the expert level of O2 Jam, and was someone who cleared those stages. Where we, plebeians that we are, just finished up to the normal or advanced stages. So yeah, that's well, why you call really. him alien. You can do it if you try. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a long-time player, so... <laughs> practice, I guess. I'm still Go playing some rhythm games even now. Really? Yeah. Even now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You really are an alien. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually playing a an idol game. Oh my god. <laughs> idol game. Oh, the one where they are dancing? Is that it? It's kind of the same branch, but it's not about idols. It's about mm-hmm. bands. Ah, I see. But not so, but, but uh, we're uh, any type of band. But we're getting... <laughs> That's alright. It's, it's always been happening here, but before we proceed, a critical question. Have you grown your bigotti? Oh yeah, right. Really sorry. Uh, just this morning, I cut off my bigotti. So. <laughs> oh my god. No! An infidel within our midst. <laughs> How because, dare you? Uh, it's getting very long and goes through my neck. It's oh my god. bothering me. Still there, right? No, I just have... Uh, slight stubble or something. I think we can work with the light stubble. That is still yeah. kind of like yeah, a big old. Yeah, it grows like just for two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Really grow back to the same length. Especially right now because it's cold. Oh, so, it's, it gets cold there? Or you yeah, know? it's getting around 15 degrees right now. But, uh, really? really? In the middle of January, it will uh, reach around 1 degree or negative. Depends. Really? In the middle of all that sand? Uh, yeah, the sand actually helps because it doesn't uh, retain the heat, you know. <laughs> so, so why is it so hot there? Well, because this place is a little bit elevated. Mm. Like, it's on top of the mountain, you know. You know, it's near the sun, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what why else? Cold? All right, okay, so we're just confusing our listeners. Um, tell us where yeah. you are right now. Yeah, so I'm in Riyadh, Saudi. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I've been here for like, uh, almost five years. That's a long yes, time. Working. Mm-hmm. Has yeah. it been five years already? Yeah. So oh, wow. 
when I went back there, it's my fourth year, so almost five years, I guess, because it's November. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, in five years, I'm glad that we were able to, we did catch up when we can, and thank God we were able to find a medium wherein we can yeah. still connect, because I think some social media apps or sites there are not allowed. So Actually, just uh, recently, you know, mm-hmm. since the inauguration of the newly appointed uh, crown prince, he's been very lenient towards uh, social media and stuff. Yeah. Even the previous uh, strict rules and regulation has been lifted. So right now, I think all social media is uh, okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's good to finally be able to talk every now and then, unlike last time, which was during your visits back here in the country. And yeah. we're glad to have you here. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Anything you want to know about? Okay, all right. So since our topic is about working from abroad, I think that first question that anyone really wants to ask, what was a culture shock for you? Knowing that, you know, Kind of like we have this saying that our university kind of prepares us for living in the greater world because, you know, you get yeah, exposed the, to all these different types of people. world of adults. <laughs> yes, the world of adulting, let's say. So, but, but then at the same time, I know, knowing that, you know, coming from our country to where you are right now, to Saudi, yeah. what was the yeah. biggest culture shock for you? Well, you know, before coming here, You've heard of Saudi from news probably or websites. You see these people as kind of a grouchy and no time for humor and everything. But when you come here, you realize that actually it's not because they are grouchy that they look like that, that they frown or something. It's because of the sun, you know, <laughs> because it's too bright. So they don't like that one. Actually, the people here are kind of friendly. They have a this nice sense of humor that uh, you can uh, relate to. And even though some of them, the old people here, they still uh, tend to follow the the old ways, ways. <laughs> like being strict. Like for example, uh, do you know that they separate men and women here from entering in the restaurants? There's a family section and there's a single section. Yeah, one of these things. Uh, this, really? Uh, this really? Will, uh, like one time I was going to a McDonald's and I entered the door and they say, no, 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 go to the other side. I mean, it's the same shop. Why do I need to go to the other door? Because they mean that side was for families only. So for family or a female and the, the other side is for singles. For, for oh, all right. This is because in Saudi, they wear the burqa, right? It's the whole head to toe covering. Yeah. The women, anyway. Right. So, you will notice that the men and women are segregated in the, any place, actually, even in banks, even in shopping malls, even in falling in line for the, the counter, you know, for for, shop, for shops. You need to segregate both. But actually, right now, it's being forgotten, I, I guess. <laughs> Not everyone is required to wear this uh, abaya, they call this one, to cover their faces and everything. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, okay. Actually, there's a lot of things that are uh, very much different from our culture to their culture. This uh, place is actually multicultural also. You don't only see Saudi culture here, but also Palestinians, Pakistanis, Indians. Cool. Uh, 
mostly Indians actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like their population is uh, maybe 70% of the people here. You see okay. Indians everywhere. Okay. So, is it because that they are also trying to earn a living there? Oh uh, yeah, of course. That's one of the things because uh, before this country is super rich, you know. But the problem here is that they don't really treat everyone equally, you know. Yeah. It sometimes it's not depending on your work how much they give for your salary. Like there's levels. If you are a white guy like American, they give you the maximum treatment, <laughs> oh. like a five star hotel and everything, whatever. And the, if you are like from third world countries, like us for example Mm -hmm. you're like in the lower caste but they respect us but they don't really treat us that way when it comes to money so basically (laughs) we're like labor just we're just labor caste yeah kind of like that yeah labor caste high quality (laughs) labor caste when they say filipini this is a very respectable and very hard-working people that's what they always say so it's nice i guess (laughs) so you said Filipino, right? It's like slang mm. for Filipino. Yeah, they. That's what they call the our countrymen here, mm-hmm. Filipini. Like, we call ourselves Kabayan. So <laughs> Kabayan. <laughs> yeah. Population-wise, are there a lot of mm. Filipinos there? In Riyadh, yeah. It's mm. uh, maybe around uh, uh, hundreds of thousands. Oh, that's a lot. Three hundred. I don't know because right now it, there's a lot of people. Uh, leaving because uh, of the pandemic and also because they want to have more Saudis in the working position. You know, like, I have this question. If there are like a hundred thousand or more than that Filipinos there right now, are there any Changge, Tindahan, in in your area? When you say Changge, like Changge that is... The Sari Sari store. Yeah. uh, Sari Sari store? Uh, No, actually. They have grocery, which they call bakala here, and usually it looks like a small supermarket. Oh, that's oh so okay. It's quite big. <laughs> uh, not really. Maybe around 20 square meters, I guess. Yeah, but it's like a bigger, Still big. <laughs> bigger. Yeah, it's like a big, it's a bigger changi, <laughs> if you if you know what I mean. Yeah. To our inter- international listeners, changi is kind of like a. Window variety shop. store, yeah. a window shop, yeah, yeah, that's a very small family-owned one, yeah. like a, yeah. a hole in the wall, literally. So. I ask because there are a lot of different countries where Filipinos have, you know, made their second home, and yeah. it's kind of like a hallmark where that there's a Filipino presence when there is a changge in their areas. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Filipino restaurants here, so mm. it's not really the, uh, an issue for them. But the problem is that these shops that are owned by Filipinos should have an owner that is Saudi. Oh. You know, their, their boss should be Saudi, but uh, it can be a Filipino store you know, like that. Mm, okay. okay, so that's a limitation to, I guess. Yeah. So you get to talk to fellow countrymen and also eat our food. Is there a difference yeah. or do you still like miss some taste or food from the... Of course, <laughs> you, you can't eat uh, pork here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's why, yes. Yeah, that's why when I go home, it's the first thing they feed me in the... Uh, it's pork. So overwhelming sometimes because it's always that thing that <laughs> cook. But here, uh, 
you, you can get pretty much everything i guess except for mm. that one that pork and, and the alcohol so mm. you can still make anything that you can make there so how do they find filipino food how do they find yeah the like the saudi mm-hmm. how do they find ah, what yeah. do they think about it yeah yep i don't really know much what uh, they think because i've never seen a saudi filipino food mm. even in restaurants actually sometimes i see them come in the store and they will ask for something possibly like a local food for them but of course we don't have because this is a, restu- a restaurant for filipinos why would you order here so <laughs> <laughs> that's they, so they, they will just leave all right yeah at least so, they ask other nationalities i see them eating our food like indians Stanis. Okay, so how do the Indi- how do Indians find our food? I guess they think it's a bit plain compared to theirs. Yeah, they and I can like... understand because uh, if you try to eat authentic Indian food, it's really different from what we cook there. Like our curry, this is mm-hmm. this is not curry. <laughs> yeah, maybe right. maybe Thai curry or maybe Malaysian curry, but this is not Indian curry. Indian curry is quite uh, heavy with the spices. spices. Yeah, so, our uh, Filipino curry is typically yellow, but like, Indian curry is is red, like blood. Uh, <laughs> it's a blood. Actually, there's a different type depending on if they use turmeric or something just to make it yellow. But mostly, it's still yellow or orange, <laughs> depending if we, they put some cream or milk. We put okay. the coconut milk, right? So yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually near Thailand type or malaysian type curry okay but, which makes sense because asean and all that so mm. you mentioned that the country is multicultural as well it's a host yep. to different nationalities so is there a language barrier yeah language barrier is uh, kind of heavy because uh, most of the filipinos here that i know of they don't really know how to speak fluent arabic or maybe hindi or pakistani but most of them will just talk in english and this, some will understand, but for those who are not educated or, let's say, works in a dingy small shop, for example, mm-hmm. they won't understand you if you talk in English. You can just point whatever, but it's uh, difficult to make a proper conversation with them. So basically, so, you have to go to those high-end places like a mall. Yeah, so if it's yeah. Uh, like a rich people's place, you'll expect that most of them can speak English at least. <laughs> but then so, five years of living there or approximately five years of living there have you picked up a bit of a hint of arabic uh, yeah sometimes when i speak even in english i mixed with the arabic that's because if you speak just full english when you talk to them in full english and full grammar and everything they have a hard time picking up words so if you just segment it with a bit of a arabic words here and there then they will uh, get what you mean yeah. <laughs> so in short speak like a typical filipino then right <laughs> yeah it's like a filipino talking to a, an english guy with uh, some english uh, <laughs> Tagalog uh, or something to our international <laughs> listeners there are two types of <laughs> there are two types of English in the Philippines. There's the neutral. Well, I guess we can say that there are the three types. I guess there's like the accented one where you speak like an American, and there's or like a British person, and there's a neutral one, and then there's of course the patented Filipino tomato. Tomato English. Yes. Um, how do we demonstrate that for our international listeners? It's like uh, when you like speak like this. Hey, 
Yes, you're, you are speaking like a Filipino. The accent is so very different. <laughs> okay, that was, that was painful. <laughs> um, just so you guys know. Uh, well, I think this is a common, um, when it comes to language, by the way, this is a common feedback that I get from foreigners from other countries, mm-hmm. is that when Filipinos speak, it has a very musical, very colorful sound. Because yeah, usually when you're yeah. speaking with, like, in English, there's, like, just the normal neutral sounds. There's not a lot yeah, of ups and downs. flat, I guess. Flat. Yes, a very flat. Yes, that's the, that's the word. Whereas for Filipinos, we were very smooth, very... Um, what's the English word for malambing? <laughs> um, uh, cuddly? Caring? Caring? Actually, it depends on the region, you know. If you are coming from our region, which is Region 6, then... Uh, they say that yes, we are malambing or uh, mellow. Mellow. But uh, for uh, like Luzon and even in Cebu, they tend to speak uh, quite harshly. Like you think that they are speaking angrily or something. They like shout, you they killed their dog. Not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, actually, it's not. So yeah, it's kind of like that. Mm, okay. With so have you country. noticed anything like with the way other people speak? english i guess is there some kind of trend with how they speak did you notice those kinds of things when you're living there uh you're talking about uh, saudis uh, or saudis um, pakistani yeah. uh, pakistani uh, sorry yeah mm-hmm. i think if you watch some channels that uh, are uh, like not really english but not uh, american board for example but uh, they will try to speak english maybe it's kind of like that it's uh, Sometimes they are uh, fluent with something, but uh, they try so hard to, to imitate the intonation, the, the accents. Uh, depends on where they learn English from. Like if they went to America, they try to speak American. But uh, you, you can still notice that it's not natural, you know. Yeah, yeah I see. Uh, similar with, with the people who tries to speak British. <laughs> so, British accent. Yeah, but British accent. So they very very to, stereotypical. Very stereotypical. They tend to add some accents, so, intonations to their words. <clears throat> so, have you like made friends with the uh, Saudis, Pakistanis, or Indians? Uh, yeah, uh, of course, but uh, mostly Indian because uh, one of my friends here is uh, Indian. Mm, I see. Is it difficult to make friends with the Saudis, or it's like mm. what you said with because of your uh, rank? for Saudis because uh, yeah. uh, not really because finding Saudis that are uh, like because you know in in our workplace there's not much uh, Saudis even in other workplaces there's not much Saudis. Uh, uh, usually they are uh, put in the managerial position uh, so you don't really speak to them unless you are like in a higher position you know mm, I see. So, okay we yeah. have a lot of chances to socialize yeah like, you don't really have a chance because uh, most of the people that are in the same areas as us is uh, either uh, filipino uh, pakistani indian mm-hmm. etc okay so what about well I guess in Southeast Asian countries, we're kind of known for having these very weird or very strange, you know, public transportation or mass transit. How do you get around I mean, in Saudi? Me, I have a car. <laughs> is that common to everyone? Is that how you get around? You need to know how to drive. The problem here is uh, public transport is either uh, shit or uh, very expensive. If you want public transport, like let's say taxis, for example, mm-hmm. if you want to hire this one, it's very expensive. I see. 
maybe if we compare to our uh, taxi fare in the Philippines, maybe it's around five times more. Wow, that's expensive. So that's two uh, hundred. So you need so, to have a car to be able to go. Yeah, away. of course, because uh, the price of uh, gas here is pretty cheap. You know, it's around the let's say three times less than the price we have there. Oh my God, that's so, cheap. Previously, around 2018 or 2017, it's around maybe five times less. Ooh. But right now, because of the newly added tax, mm-hmm. yeah, we have tax now, so prices have increased. Isn't the price should decrease more because of the current pandemic? I think the government was uh, trying to cope up with the economical effects of the pandemic. pandemic mm-hmm. So I see. Yeah, they also have a problem with the gas, the, the oil. I mean. So going back to working abroad, how often do you get homesick? Do you have you experienced that? Of course, maybe I'm not sure. Can you tell us about that? I don't really remember getting homesick. Because you know, for me personally, I've been uh, moving from place Damn. to place, like uh, since. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah, even in high school, uh, for mm-hmm. example, since elementary, I moved from Luzon to Visayas. In the high school, I stayed in the dorm. Yeah. Yep. In college, in college, dorm. I stayed in the dorm. <laughs> and uh, after graduation, I go to Miyagawa and go here. So it's not a new thing for me. It's, uh, <laughs> So it's, uh, I didn't feel much uh, homesickness, I guess. Uh, did having a Filipino community there help if ever you were yeah. feeling? Yeah. yeah, of course. Everything will be easier if you can communicate with each other. So having a Filipino that can understand your situation in the smallest of things, it will uh, help. Especially the ones who know how to speak Arabic. Big help. <laughs> <laughs> so they're basically your walking translators. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta use yeah. what you have. So how often do you guys hang out with your fellow expats? What kind of activities do you guys do? Mm, for me, I don't really go out that often because uh, they have their own thing. And for me, I prefer to stay at home in the weekends because... Uh, Rest. Yeah, and uh, since I'm an introvert, I need to recharge my energy <laughs> from... <laughs> the weekdays where uh, I need to talk to a lot of people and stuff so especially with the language barrier (laughs) so like do you have other activities like hobbies like I don't know mountain climbing sand surfing or whatever I don't really know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, here in Saudi most of their uh, time they just do picnics with their families or like go to the malls or something that's nice Uh, there's not much uh, activity that they do Uh, aside from uh, let's say for Filipinos they just do basketball but I don't do basketball so whatever (laughs) they have no football (laughs) what's that they have of course Uh they have a field not not the big one the the small one they have a big one here they have they also have a big one here but uh, uh, even the locals here they don't really play that much you know, probably the ones who play here are like maybe the, the uh, Europeans or the not, fanatics. Not the Europeans. I haven't seen any non uh, white, I mean, <laughs> white people playing. Because uh, I rarely see any people in the fields, even in weekdays. They, well, of course, they're in the middle of a desert. Huh? Who would play no. in the middle of a desert? <laughs> like, desert is still outside the city. <laughs> So, there's no desert in the... In the city, there's mm. no desert? Uh, 
Yeah, there's only some parts, but it's near outside the borders anyway. Mostly there's grass right. and trees. So once again, I am demonstrating how much of a failure I am at geography. <laughs> what about like other in, like indoor activities like badminton, table tennis? Do you guys have yeah, that there? Yeah, they have it here, but most of the facilities are inside the hospitals or something. Yeah. So if you don't have access to these places, then why you a hospital? Because they have a community here. Some some hospitals here are like a city, mini city. Oh, that's they have, nice. They have all facilities okay. like gyms, like field for playing football or badminton, tennis, like that, or swimming pool. But it's inside the compound. So that's weird to me, actually. Uh, so <laughs> if you want to find some public place to play, then good luck. You, oh, you so basically, it's imagine BGC, but it's all hospitals. Mm, yeah, most okay. of the places that have this one are hospitals or maybe big companies, but mostly hospitals. <laughs> Here's this thing that I, I want to confirm. I'm pretty sure that we don't really have listeners from Saudi except for you, because we have we know that we have that one listener from Saudi, and we're assuming that it's you. <laughs> Filipinos are kind of known for their, let's say, their very mischievous nature. And, you know, if you impose certain rules that are kind of, you know, some things that are that Filipinos are not so used to, they somehow find ways to subvert those rules or, yeah. you know, kind of like break those rules, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am going to be in so much hot water for this one. Have you personally seen evidence of that? Because knowing that Saudi is very strict with their prohibitions and all that, you know. Yeah, if you want to know, I, I, I know of a guy who actually worked in my company right now, in our company. And uh, after he left for the Philippines, he came back and uh, he got caught uh, smuggling drugs. So oh my God. He, oh my gosh. He went, he went to jail for like maybe six months, I guess. And he was shipped back. Again. Yeah, shipped back. Um, I think what Eric was saying is not I was talking uh, about alcohol. <laughs> not to that extreme, <laughs> like drinking uh, alcohol. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing because uh, most of the people who are selling drugs and alcohol are pretty much the same. So mm, I see. A lot and of I... people already went to jail for that. <laughs> and even like pork products, chicharon, like chicharon. yeah. Uh, they don't really look for chicharron here, but there are some who smuggle pork. I don't know how they brought pork, but some do. Oh my gosh! Them. I mean, like they like uh, probably they brought it from Kuwait or something. Oh, I see. Uh, I was thinking they brought pork before <laughs> going entering the country, like from the Philippines, and that's it's, nah, it would be such a waste. It would be just uh, confiscated, or are they going to jail for that? they're going to jail as long as they violated these uh, okay. rules religious rules from this country then they will get jailed mm, so and they will be deported because like i've heard a lot of stories of filipinos who work there and they find ways innovative and creative ways to kind of smuggle yeah. <laughs> actually they sometimes they make their alcohol here oh like, really uh, in a lab probably their own beer. Yeah, their own beer. They call it sadiki. It's like a locally brewed alcohol. It's a very pure alcohol, I think. That's very strong. So that's kind you of... To... Basically, you need to dilute that with water, which is yeah, actually... Yeah, you need to dilute with, with water or with the Soda. juice. Yeah, most likely. Soda. 
Yeah, because like when you're talking about proofing, to those who don't know, you're not drinking pure alcohol, obviously. So we're talking about proofing, like 40 proof, 50 proof. That measures how much alcohol to water ratio, basically. So you're not drinking pure alcohol because that will kill you. So you're at most, I think, the highest proof that you can drink is 50 proof, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, I forget the conversion to percentage, but... It's, uh, it's uh, 100%. If it's 50 proof. Oh, yeah. damn. Okay, yeah. so I guess it's 40 proof. Yeah, I don't know because I keep remembering that if I I think I I don't know if I recall this correctly because I remember that there was um, one of our friends Ryan who brought a whiskey that was 50 proof or was that 40 proof I don't remember. Yeah, that was a few years ago. But okay, so, so definitely not 50 proof because that is basically poison. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, like have you ever tried this sadiki before? No. <laughs> Even, okay. even if I did, I, I won't tell anyway in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Possible deniability. Of course, of course. Uh, let's not get us into trouble, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> we can okay. get some other okay. way. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So what about arts and entertainment? What do you have? What do you do, rather? Do you guys have, like, movie centers or theaters? What's the uh, art Just like? recently, actually. Just recently, they added a movie theater here, and uh, most of them they show like Avengers, something like this, uh, mm. big blockbuster movies, and some local Indian movie. Mm. But for entertainment, they don't really have like arcades, for example. Oh. Maybe they have uh, theme parks, roller coasters. And, uh, yeah, roller coasters, Ferris wheels, you name it. Are they but, uh, expensive? Expensive? I don't know. It looks expensive, so <laughs> we don't bother looking at that because yeah, because you're like trying to just... earn money, work there. Yeah, yeah. We went here to uh, to earn money. And that's <laughs> it. Well, we do have the local equivalent anyway. What about arts, music? Do you guys have concerts there? Uh, uh, yeah, they have concerts. They have uh, some. One time, I received a free ticket for like racing show. It was cool. Racing show, you can like see a lot of exhibitions and whatever. It's a very nice experience. So it you was went. For, yeah, of course, it was free. So, <laughs> I mean, it was given for us for free. That's why actually it was mostly for VIPs only, but we got access. So it's nice. Oh. <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's for the rich people. This. Mm -hmm kinds of activities hmm. so basically for the saudis uh, so yeah going back you keep on well uh, obviously you're working there trying to earn money is the cost of living high or is it for the just the uh, mm. locals well you should be living in a residential area for the expats is that can you no actually our uh, residents right now it's uh, a flat in a mostly local area and uh, actually right now that's my problem is uh, i was look we were looking for a new flat to rent mm, why uh, why it cost living high uh, because no, no, because the current place we are living at is gonna be demolished probably next month. What? What? Why? Because that area is uh, not uh, getting enough money, I guess. Oh, the, bu I see. the building, the whole building. There's uh, not much tenants left, and the. Uh, that place is uh, so the place... under construction. You know? Near that place, it's full of construction work, so, oh, so it's not very good. So you mean to say yeah, your building is losing revenue because of the pandemic and their tenants left? Is that it? And uh, they're trying yeah. to 
that's that's one thing i guess uh-huh. and uh, another thing is because it's very old oh. it's very old so they want to make it more presentable i guess <laughs> <laughs> and if it's very old i guess it would be a cheaper place for you guys yeah of yep. course it's uh, relatively cheaper compared to other places that i've checked Going back to your question, if it is uh, the cost of living is higher, I, I'm not sure uh, how much is the rent in the Philippines. Like, if you're renting for one flat or apartment, how much would that be yearly? Uh, in pesos. So, in pesos. So right yeah, now, I'm the one currently renting. Uh, I'm renting like a small apartment, so that would be ten times ten, around a hundred twenty thousand pesos a year, I guess. But it's so how many rooms? One room, a living room, oh. a bathroom, and a kitchen. But a kitchenette. Kitchenette, I guess. So only one room for one hundred twenty thousand. It's darn expensive. I'm not actually living near where the big that. City. Yeah, I mean just outside the big city, I guess. And if it were there, it would be double. And I'm like just renting a room. Yeah, because that's Manila rates, though. Um, in Iloilo, we have... Well, depending on how good you are at walking, like I was a few months ago, I found flats, or apartments, I guess, or flats in your parlance. Two bedrooms, one kitchenette, living room, one bathroom, around... I found 8,000 to 10,000 pesos. Per month. And per month. Yeah. per month. Yeah, so that would be 80 to 120,000. But there are two rooms, so... Um, But it also depends because we have some, like, those are very premium tiled places. Like, you know, those newly built ones, uh, they charge uh, you for a small closet room, I guess. Like, you have the one room, one very tiny bathroom, one very tiny kitchenette, and uh, it's just whatever. It's 5,000 pesos. You guys remember my house in the Iluilu when you guys left there? Um, It was around five to 6,000 a month, and it was five rooms, right? You've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five yeah. rooms. Yeah. Was it five rooms? Um, one, f- four, at least four. Four. I think there were four bedrooms. Yeah. One bathroom. One bathroom. A combined living and kitchen. Yeah, and you have like yeah. a. You even had a kind of a patio, I guess. Yes, yeah. Not a patio. Where we do like the laundry place. and stuff, <laughs> and it was really cheap for around six thousand pesos a month. Mm. Here, you can get three bedrooms, two kitchens, and one living room, one hall, one balcony for maybe around 200000 per year. Whoa, that is cheaper. Unfurnished. So, oh, right. You need uh, to buy the furniture. Still, still need, yeah, but uh, it's still a good deal. It's, I, I could say that it's still uh, around the same range as uh, what we have there in the Philippines, but maybe it depends on the location as well. But again, the people going there are trying to earn a living and would prefer cheaper i guess so that they can save more money and because our rent is being paid by the company so <laughs> oh <laughs> that's a good well it also depends because uh, some people there are i don't think they yeah, have if that. They, actually if they want uh, they can rent on their own you know but uh, they will be given by the company three times their salary per year basically so, for that's their housing for housing for, yeah, for housing, mm. for housing for housing allowance mm. Why don't you do that, that and set generous. up a tent? <laughs> Dude, what? Uh, they probably kill me if they found out. <laughs> Or probably you throw back, me you in, the, in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> you go back the to their nomadic roots. You live a nomadic lifestyle. You bring a camel. You bring those linen or cloth tents around and just live as a nomad. 
actually living as a hobo here living as a hobo he'll probably still be safe you know <laughs> but there's not much crime like because it's a very strict place however the weather yeah. uh, the cold weather right now yeah. there will kill you <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> well, there are space heaters that work on solar energy, so that's not going to be a problem. Um, and there's also outdoor clothing that are specifically designed for cold weather. I yeah, guess I think just, if you just you know, uh, wear some jacket, you can still survive. I don't think 15 degrees is that. Yeah, cold. but you forget they yeah, but... have no alcohol. <laughs> You're not supposed to drink alcohol when you're cold. Uh, I just want to put it out there, guys. There is this misconception where if you're cold, just drink alcohol to feel warm. Don't do that, especially if you're in a very cold place. Because if you get too drunk with alcohol, your body's temperature regulation is all out of whack and you could die of hypothermia. This is something that I learned just after. So that's, so you did. So that's why Jack still died, Titanic. Yes. <laughs> yes, <he> did. <laughs> did he drink alcohol? <laughs> I think he was dead sober. Forgive the pun. <laughs> this is the trivia that I found out because there is this mountain in Iloilo where it's kind of popular among hikers. It's called Mount Napulak. Mm-hmm. And my first time actually traversing a, an actual mountain, uh, we stayed there overnight. And we brought, well, I brought spirits or alcohol mm-hmm. and because that was the recommendation by the veteran hikers is that you bring some alcohol there because it gets cold at night and it was i think it was 10 degrees or 15 degrees that night mm-hmm. because we were uh, um, at the end of winter i guess and yeah so I, we drank alcohol and it was effective but then i kind of like researched the science of if that is something that you should do and i found out that you're not supposed to do it because the death by hypothermia is real, basically. So yeah, guys, listeners, please, if you're going hiking, just drink enough to feel a buzz, but don't drink to be wasted because it's not a good idea, especially if there's ice and all of that because you're definitely going to die. Anyway, but, so... Uh, <laughs> hugging yourself naked is a good idea. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> that, is, that is not a good idea as well. Um, cuddling someone... <laughs> sharing warmth is a good idea so yes. yeah so yeah if you're going to hiking go cuddle your um group mates or hike mates or whatever you call them <laughs> okay so not many of our listeners probably know about this but gab and i were kind of artists could say not in the literal sense that we paint or draw um, i personally don't know how to draw or paint paint maybe as painting a wall maybe i guess i might even fail at that i guess you could say that we're writers my question would be, what is like the art scene like in Saudi? Do you guys have poetry reading or art exhibits? Are you like cultured? That? Yes. In what you, sense? you guys won't see what? it. We're wearing our monocles. Yes. yes. <laughs> you tell us, do you have the proper appreciation for the arts where you are right now? I don't think they have museums or exhibition for arts specifically. More like they have exhibition only for gadgets. Mm. Mostly tech. They are very interested in tech. Anything new regarding oh, the so gadgets and everything. I would call them uncultured swine, but pork is not allowed. <laughs> that would be a very, very bad insult. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just joking. But I, I guess mean... we're not stepping, uh, stepping foot on Saudi anytime soon anyway, so I guess we're safe. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um. But I think they're pretty much into cartoons. Oh, anime, really? Anime. Anime, really? So those type of shows are not blocked, or there certain uh, shows blocked? I- They probably block something that is uh, near hentai. <laughs> But uh, as I've seen from their television shows, they have some anime also that are. Being... What about those anime that are etchy? Yeah, they have, have it. Actually, I haven't seen, but they have some etchy, not really etchy manga, but there's a part of etchy mangas here that they're being sold. Mm. They have uh, my hero here. They have mm. my hero is not etchy. Uh, there you. are some, yeah, but there are some parts that should be censored, right? I guess. What about Nagima? No, that is definitely uh, etchy. Nah, I haven't seen. And the uh, one thing they have Tokyo Ghoul, which is I don't know why they have. <laughs> It's more right? selling this one. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's more. Not... But is there a lot of fan service in Tokyo Ghoul? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, don't think so. But still, uh, pretty grotesque, you know. You know what I mean. So is the mosaic upgraded? It's like blocks of black now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Because what you do is that every time you go home, is that you fill up your external drive with <laughs> with all of the shows that you need to watch, that are especially not allowed. <laughs> I know that this is something that you told me last you came here. <laughs> well, they don't, well, they don't block his anime. She's Ooh. dead by now. Oh, bless R. its R. heart. R.I.P. his anime. Actually, I don't know where to watch now because uh, his anime died. So I've been slacking off. You can search on Reddit, dude. Yeah. That's what I did. Uh, yeah, but right now, I, I don't really know what to watch. Aside from Golden Kamuy, I guess. Golden Kamuy is good, actually. I read the manga. Well, oh, you read the manga? Yep. <laughs> well. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I'm still kind of hurting from the death of Kiss Anime, but I do know that there is going to be a solo leveling anime coming soon. If they're gonna treat it like high school, like Tower of God, like Tower of God, and what was the other one? Um, um God of High School. God of High School. If they treat it the same. Then definitely, it's something to watch out for. I think it's gonna start in 2021, probably. I haven't early. really watched any manhwa-based anime yet. Even Noblis, which I was a huge fan of, I'm really apprehensive watching. Cause you yeah. should try God of High School. It's yeah. really. I'm, yeah, but I'm hearing some negative. Just watch up to episode, I guess episode 13, just before the weird multi-dimension shenanigans starts. The animation is nice. Uh, I just think they need a better like plot-wise for. Uh... <laughs> If you've read the webtoon like I have, <laughs> that is the plot. Literally, they're actually very faithful to the plot, and so so that should tell you. Okay, if you're weirded out by the plot of God of High School, all I can say is that that's what happened in the webtoon. So. Yeah, that's why I'm saying just watch until episode 12 or episode 13 where <laughs> the powers are not that OP yet. Just before they do the the weird multi-dimensional hopping shenanigans, and I think yeah. it would be good. If you want to listen more about anime, uh, my previous episode was about this. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, you had a previous episode? Yep. I I didn't see. Oh yeah. Um, Maybe I will check. Well, we are. It is kind of in the editing mode. So, yeah. Yep. I'll always share it to you guys. And I think just one more question is, will you be working abroad for long? Is that a long-term thing for you or for now? Well, uh, if the opportunity arises, then I'm 
also thinking of going to other places but uh, right now because of quarantine yeah. covid travel is very prohibited very <laughs> strict so you can't really and uh, right now I, I need to earn a lot of money to bring to the philippines yeah. yes the right filipino now. dream the filipino dream getting to sand. Earn money. oh earning money <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did they, they did get sand Way too- we uh, did get sand. <laughs> no, okay, 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 okay. We did get sand. Technically, it's dolomite, yeah. and we didn't even get it from abroad. We got it from yeah. Cebu. Okay. Anyway, we're edging towards <laughs> no, the no uh, fly yeah. zone no, for so season yeah. one. Yeah. Definitely the season two. Definitely for season two to our listeners. <laughs> it's gonna get racy. It's gonna get heated. It's gonna get salty. So prepare to bring your popcorn and whatever snacks that you think to do but that's in season two we're still in season one guys so we're still keeping it rated g general for everyone we're definitely gonna lose some subscribers and listeners in season two but for season one just enjoy the ride it's a chill ride it's a cool ride (laughs) so um when we invited you to our episode it was kind of like we wanted to have someone who has experienced um, some sort of anxiety, being alone, being uh, away from everybody. But unfortunately, you have a community there. It wasn't. You uh, adjusted very well. You adjusted very well. You were hoping for someone, an emotional wreck. Yeah. But here you are, <laughs> well adjusted, satisfied, and content. Thank you very much for ruining <laughs> our plan. I'm sorry. It's all right. I am. Um... Very, you were looking for drama. Adapt- <laughs> I am very good at adapting to my environment. So, as a person, you are, like you said, very good at adapting to your environment, which is nice, which is good. People should learn from you. And the pandemic has been going along for like eight months now. I'm not sure. So out almost of their, a year. yeah, almost a year. So out of their comfort zone. So we'll just talk about that in another app. Um. <laughs> Eric, do you have any more final thoughts or questions? I guess any tips for those who want to work abroad. If ever we do find a cure or a vaccine for this pandemic and working abroad is possible again. Okay, so my first and most important tip, I guess, is uh, to do your research before going to other countries. Even if it's just a, it's a rumor or something, a small rumor or something that might get you into trouble, you need to know so that uh, when you arrive, uh, at least you're prepared. Even if what you're expecting is not really the same as what is in the reality, at least you are prepared in the... You don't get in jail or whatever. <laughs> so stay out of trouble when you are going abroad. And uh, another thing is uh, just stay close with the same nationality, you know. Because uh, once you found a person that uh, has uh, knowledge about how the local things and uh, some other thing that you don't really know about, you have someone to ask. And I also, I would just like to add, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone, but also be prepared to have that support system that you need in case trouble comes along the way. And that was beautiful. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> so basically, do your research, stay out of trouble, and stick close to the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank and, you very much. And for more tips, keep listening to Wet Bigote. Thanks for listening to Wet Bigote. And that was our guest, Bruce, who is currently working in Saudi Arabia. So again, thank you very much for listening to our episode, a show of random conversations by people with bigote. Well, at least for the two of us, for our (laughs) guests, not so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss out, follow us on Spotify and Facebook and Twitter at Wet Bigote. Tell your friends about us and share the love. We appreciate the support. And until next time, you can find the full list of episodes on Spotify by going to bit.ly slash wetbigote. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please do send your feedback to bit.ly slash wetbigotefeedback. Again, that is bit.ly slash wetbigotefeedback. Thank you very much, and you all have a wonderful day. Bye! Cheers. Bye. Bye.